0: Hey guys, it's Hazel, it's Azura, and welcome back to another episode of Clavity's Hash Podcast. And as you can see, our dearest Jermaine is not here, she's a little unwell. So she's resting up, she'll be back soonest. But today, we've got a very very special guest with us today.
1: Welcome Jean! Hello, hi everybody. I'm Jean Seizure and I am here. Wow, can I just say I uh, watch your shows going up Jean. <laughs> <laughs> do you yes. get that a
2: lot? <laughs> yeah, I do and it makes me feel like wow, is it i bit old uh? No la, you just entered the industry super super early. Okay, yeah, that's And you true. were a part of many people's childhood.
0: How
1: interesting is that? Right.
2: Mm. So you started with um, acting first, right? And yes. And then eventually, how do you become like a singer-songwriter, Jean
1: Okay, well, my parents are like singer singers back then. So then oh. music has always been like a big part of our lives. Oh. So then eventually, it just became like a, a thing that I would do. Like, you know, it, it was something that I, I sort of found comfort in. And then eventually, I started to like put my emotions into my own original songs. And then it just became a thing. That's
2: so nice. So back in 2017, you released a song called Night, right? Yes. And up till today, I believe it's close to 3 million plays on Spotify. Mm -hmm. My goodness. How do you feel when that happened?
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I feel sad for you all who have to listen to it on loop. Because it just means that, like, you know, they relate to it. I mean, it's a good thing, but also it's kind of sad, you know. No, but you know, I always
0: believe that, like, music finds people at the right time. Yeah. Like,
1: just when they need it, Mm. so. I guess in some ways, I I feel good also, you know, like, to be a soundtrack, I guess, for these people going through, like, a not-so-pleasant time. Okay, so two choose one. Actor and um, singer-songwriter. Which would you pick? Fair hearts, yeah? I like to do both. I, I guess because I cannot decide, which is why I like to be in my own music videos. Oh! Know? So I can do both. Such a
2: smart oh, idea.
0: Yeah.
1: No, do it all.
2: Exactly. Right. Everybody should
0: be able to do it all. Mm, yeah. yeah.
2: I love that gosh and then besides like acting and like writing songs what else
1: do you do for living or is it just mainly this i see her on tiktok
2: all the time (laughs) all the time man
1: well yeah i mean okay tiktok happened because um covid and because i was going through a breakup and i had nothing to do so i was Mm -hmm. just like okay let's just you know pass time with this and then it sort of blew up Mm. yeah so then i guess a lot of people like to watch like um pov videos of me hitting on them (laughs) um confession me too (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but besides TikTok, um, I also do stunt work. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, and then I also, teach, uh, I also teach group classes at gyms. I really don't know where Jean finds all this time, you know. Same, actually. I don't really have much time for
2: myself. Right. Yeah. But it's so important to strike a good balance. It is, it is, it is. But is. I
0: also guess, like, you know, whenever you do all these things and these things make you happy, mm. you know, it sort of doesn't eat much into you it doesn't feel like it's work work
1: right yeah Yeah, it's like a fulfilling Mm. kind of yeah and speaking of like um,
2: things that make people happy, you know, recently Singapore will repeal the law under section 377A. Of course, we have people who are happy about it. Yeah. Just like you. Right. Of course, we may have people, you know, finding some issues with this entire thing. Definitely. And this was announced by our Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong during the National Day rally mm. this year. Um so what is section 377A? This is a Singaporean law that criminalizes sex between consenting male adults. Mm. And it was first introduced under the British colonial rule. Mm.
1: What do you girls think about the repealing of this law? Well I think it's something that should have been done a long time ago because you know it's it's archaic as they say. And I think it's also one of the biggest reasons why people, you know, find it like a like they're justified in treating somebody less than.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it should be a crime.
2: That should go.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: It's funny how we can talk about
1: this and feel exactly
2: the same way, but Mm. so many people out there, they are worried about how this would impact, say, for example, their religions Mm -hmm. and what they believe in. Mm. What do you think about it?
1: (laughs) It's like a can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary, right? Uh, Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean... I think it's just interesting also because like, religion can take up so much of your being that sometimes certain ideas that you've always been taught about certain groups of people, they are so strongly like ingrained in you that it's very hard for you to be curious about it instead, mm. you know? Mm. So I think also for me personally, it was something that I really struggled with because I'm also Christian. So then, right. oof. Oh. And do you mind sharing
2: at what age you found out that? Hey, I'm a girl and I like girls. Uh
1: I think I've the first time I've liked a girl was when I was six. Hey, that's
2: when you joined Media Cup. <laughs> yeah. Was she? not do here? the math.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the math. No, but yeah, I mean I had my first like crash sort of when I was six years old, but I didn't know what it was. I just felt like I wanted to know this person, wanted to like play with this friend, you know, this mm. kind of thing. Uh and then I think when I was um, in primary school, people started having, having like, crushes on, like, you know, boys that they would see at the library. And I was in a, an all-girls school. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, um, how come I feel different? And, mm. and like, maybe maybe it's just because I'm in a girls' school. And maybe it's, like, something that will go away eventually. And plus, because I, I, I was, like, brought up in a church, right? So it was very just, like, you know, like, this is not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, when I was uh, in secondary school, in a mixed school... I actually tried to force myself to like boys. Mm. But like in some ways, like it kind of made it even clearer for me because like I was crushing on this boy and then after that, there was a girl that I actually really liked. Mm. And I was like, wait, I don't feel the same way. Right? Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to hell.
2: <laughs> don't
0: say that no. <laughs> Sir, can I just pick up one What Hazy asked idea Because, you know She asked you When was the first time You realised that You actually liked girls, right? Yeah. And I know that You know, for the rest of us Who are not as informed Is that an offensive question to you? Because you don't go to someone straight And ask Oh, when do you start liking boys?
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean I Actually, that's a very interesting point mm, because yeah. I kind I kind of like grew up and like you know people just ask me sort of such things mm. and I just answer them without a second thought. Right. But now that you put it in perspective, yeah, actually it's quite interesting how like straight people don't actually have to answer like certain exactly. questions mm-hmm. that a lot of gay people have to answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is fine. I think for me, what what would be a bit annoying would be like, oh, um, who's the guy or the girl in the relationship? Uh. And I'm like, we're both girls right? Oh. you know yeah so it just kind of shows you like oh there's a very distinct like way that certain people look at relationship it has to be a, a masculine character and a feminine character mm. yeah actually sometimes i feel like you know guilty as charged
2: um sometimes out of pure curiosity i just want to understand my girlfriends better so mm-hmm. i ask them certain questions but unknowingly i may overstep the boundaries mm. and affect them negatively Mm. and this is something that I don't want so Jean please feel free to not answer any questions that we talk about in Hush podcast here today okay but (laughs) as we always say Hush is a safe space
0: that's right Mm -hmm. so we're gonna answer all the hard questions (laughs) so you don't make the mistakes out there you know right right
2: right (laughs) so the next thing if you don't mind sharing how old were you when you had your first ever girlfriend
1: oh I was uh 17 Oh. Mm. Uh, so the six years old one after that, no more. <laughs> no, I just had a crash on the uh. girl. I guess, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so when I was seventeen, like a proper, proper, like mm. oh, let's be together, that kind of situation. Then there was, there was my first girlfriend. She was uh, somebody I grew up with actually, so we knew each other since quite young. Okay. Yeah, but it was hard to navigate.
2: Mm, yeah. I'm
1: sure. Did you have to like spill the beans to your parents, or you just kept it a secret? I kept it a secret. <laughs> It was like I mean, it lasted for, for years actually. And then but the, we, the relationship? Yeah, the okay. relationship. But we were not able to tell like our, our family because like both of us like belong to religious households. Mm. So then it was very difficult to navigate because we we're also still young adults growing up trying to figure out how this whole thing works, right? So yeah, in some ways like I went through my entire first relationship just like keeping things to myself
2: yeah but when you invite her over to your place for example your parents just think that she's a normal female friend
1: yeah but i think my mom because i think my parents they're pretty well um you know they they kind of know what's going on being in the entertainment industry themselves so I see. so like they kind of knew what was going on and my mom i think she had some suspicions mm-hmm. and but she was also in denial at that point so then we just didn't really talk about it. Like, she would get angry at first. Yeah. And I would just be like, no, that's just a friend. And it just kept going on and on. Until eventually, I guess, like, as the years went by and I started growing older and older, she had that period of time to sort of adjust herself. Mm -hmm. uh, Until when I eventually felt safe enough to come out to her, like, she didn't react negatively. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, I'm very lucky.
2: Then did you feel like this whole thing actually improved your relationship with your mom?
1: Definitely did when I when I finally came out to her I was like twenty one. Oh, four years mm. down the road. Okay. Yeah, before that I actually already came out to my brother. He was very very sweet about it. Um, yeah, but when I came out to my mom, I, we had to have a lot of hard conversations mm. because at the end of the day, like she's also like you know very staunch in her beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I had to sort of talk to her and make her realize that she's talking to her child. Yeah. And it's like it cannot be that just because I, I like a girl, then suddenly I'm not like you know the person that you shower yeah. and all that stuff. It doesn't it doesn't make sense, so I, right? Yeah. Right. So then eventually after a lot of like tearful, hard conversations later, <laughs> oh. yeah, she's fine now. Okay. Yeah. And what about your father?
2: Like, did he react the same way? Oh, he's very chill about it. <laughs> funny how fathers are usually the
1: more chill ones. I don't right? know it is like because a dude. Maybe if I'm a guy, uh-huh. it would be different. Maybe mm. I don't know. Mm. But I mean, I'm also his like favorite. You know, <laughs> he play favorites.
2: Oh. <laughs> it's so funny because I ask. I once asked um my uncle. Mm. And my auntie the same question. So mm. they are grandparents now. So I asked my uncle, I said, you know, what if next time your which missions, your granddaughter, mm. likes girls?
1: Mm. And then wow, he you asked this kind of question? I, ah. I asked them
2: this kind of question it's because I really bored. want to know.
1: Okay.
2: I'm not I'm not afraid to like pose questions. Right. With them. I love but that. I think it made them feel very embarrassed that they had to share their thoughts. Oh. But he was very frank with me about it. He said What can I do? I can't Mm. point a gun to her head. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Mm. Then I asked the grandmother, I said, okay, so what if your granddaughter likes girls next time? Mm. She thought about it like long and hard and finally she looked me in the eye and told me, it won't happen. If we don't think about it, it won't happen.
1: Oh, wow. And
2: as much as I empathise with how she's feeling, Mm. no people of that generation, they Mm. don't accept these kind of things. Yeah. I feel like it really doesn't work this way. Yeah, And in the future, if that really happens, if mm. their granddaughter really likes girls, mm. she's going to have a hard time accepting this. And yeah. I know
0: we hear a lot about this, but actually what I wanted to ask Jean as well was, you know, when you first had your first girlfriend at 17, right? That was like maybe close to 10 years ago. At that time, you know, the landscape was a little bit different from yes. where it is right now. Yeah. So at that time, you know, has stepping into a relationship like that, navigating not just the relationship, but how you have to behave outside, how you have to behave anywhere for that matter, yeah. whether you have to put on a front, whether you have to pretend like it's nothing, how was that? whoa because straight people don't have to do
1: that you know what I mean yeah that's why I go for therapy (laughs) 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 no but it is true (laughs) because it's like I mean Netflix was not really a thing at that point yet of course so then there were no there was no TikTok there was a scene MSN (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so, no TikTok, no. Only seen MSN. <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. Friendster. Friendster. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Facebook only just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, so, I mean, there was nobody to look up to. So, there's no way of sort of knowing that, like, okay, you're not the only two people Yeah. in the world. And then, like, you know, and then having to feel like, oh, shit, I cannot hold hands with, with mm. this person, you know, because everybody else is... It almost feels like you're walking like, constantly on, a, like, just a whole bit of, like, eggshells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I remember there was this one time, it was really bad, like, we were on the bus, and then, I think it was quite late at night, and she was just, like, resting her head on my shoulder, and then this group of boys came in, and they just, like, sat behind us, and then I think they noticed something about us. We're not doing anything, you know, it was just like that. And then, after that, they started to, like, um, sort of, like, say things, like, you know, they were like, uh, excuse me, sir, like, that to me what by the is way i did really? not look like this at the point i still had long hair i don't know why he thought I was a guy but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway he was just like you know trying to be annoying and then uh i started hearing like oh lesbians lesbians this kind of thing and then we just we couldn't do anything about it because our understanding is that this is wrong mm. so then we just took it and then we just like sat the whole bus ride with our like face just down like that. And then when we left the bus ride, right, it was a quiet walk back. And we were, I remember we were crossing the overhead bridge. And then we just like had to stop there and then just like hug each other.
2: Casey, why do you have tears in your eyes? I feel so sad <laughs> that they, they have to go through this, you know, yeah. because this is not something that uh, many people would have experienced. Yeah. Mm. So hearing this firsthand, I, I, I feel. Extremely upset. And shame on these guys, man. Like, yeah. if you're listening to harsh Podcast. Do you feel like your
1: relationship would have worked out if this didn't happen? Mm. Like, the whole stigma and everything. I think it would have been easier. Like, much mm. easier. Because, I don't know, I feel like being in a relationship is something that I want to share, you know, yes. with mm, my family. Yeah. So then, like, not being able to do that was, like, very... I guess I, I really didn't like it, and I I was very close to my my family and all that. So the biggest reason why I even came out to my brother in the first place yeah. was because I couldn't bear dealing with like a second heartbreak on my own. Mm, yeah. yeah. So mm.
0: I think the entire thing for me, right, is whether you agree or not, whether you subscribe to the belief or not, whether you can get on this train or not. I think it's important to understand that these people, like, they have it really, really hard because not only, first of all, we know that relationships are already very hard to navigate. You know, like, Hazy, you and I, I mean. (laughs) I mean. Girl, I know. (laughs) It's messy, right? Relationships are messy. But when you have things like that in the mix, where people are against you, where people sort of, like, you know, throw... I don't know, just like judgment yeah. for no reason where you have extra things that you like that to deal with. I think it's really, really hard. And I think what we want to just, you know, put across today is that it really does not cost anything to be kind. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. to understand a little bit more. Like, sure, if you don't agree with it, nobody's asking you to, you know, date a girl or date a guy. But let them do whatever they want to <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. this brings me to the next point. Yes. Tolerance versus acceptance. Mm. So some people tolerate but they don't mm. accept. Um, mm. An example being, okay, maybe a hotel allow um, two people of the same sex to stay there mm. but does not allow them to get married mm. in their compounds. Mm. Mm. So I feel like many people out there, they tolerate but they don't accept. And I feel like that's okay. As long as you give them their space. You know, yeah. we don't need you to, like, accept them. Yeah. Do you feel this way? Uh,
1: yeah, actually, definitely. Mm-hmm. There, there are, like, people who I know are just tolerating me. Uh, I think last time when I was very involved in church, like, I had um, two camps. Because okay. I came out also in church, which is, like, another thing. Right. But, so, I had, like, my friends who were very accepting. Like, they, they were, like, happy for me and all that. And I didn't feel any, like weird vibes from them and then I had like other friends who used to just sort of know like you know like maybe I would say some stuff like maybe share about my life uh, and then they were like oh Jean you know I like I really believe that you're better than this (laughs) <laughs> what even that's, that kind not of even, thing. that's not even tolerance you know <laughs> yeah it, but it's very confusing because it's like being on both ends right like gay and Christian it's like I I, I was very confused at that point because it's like I kind of know these people care mm. about me in a very strange way in Just, a way that they were taught yes, to care for others it's very misinformed in some mm. ways and it does more, more harm honestly lah, because I mean I had like leaders who tried to pray my gay away also Mm. I'm very upset oh no I'm so sorry I made you upset no it's okay (laughs) my song upsetting
2: (laughs) (laughs) but I'm learning so much from this conversation and I feel like from your
1: leader's like uh, point of view he or she really meant well yeah they did and it's confusing because you know and you respect these people you actually do look up to them but then they're like saying things that that Mm. you end up you know Mm. going to therapy for which Mm. is very weird
0: Mm. I think on one hand you sort of understand as well where they're coming from because they're coming from that religious perspective right but you know I think at the end of the day if you set that aside it boils down to being human as well like sure your beliefs are your beliefs but I don't believe that religion is there to make things hard for people correct I do believe that religion is simple and sometimes people complicate it yeah Mm.
2: Mm. exactly that so I want to share a piece of good news at least it's good news in my eyes Mm. so according to a study done this year, 2022, which surveyed 500 Singaporeans, 45% of the respondents say they are more accepting of same-sex relationships than they were three years ago in 2019. Mm. So I think this is a step forward. And among young adults aged 18 to 29, Mm. 67% of them indicated greater acceptance, Mm. right, compared to um, 29% of respondents aged 50 and above. But you know, I think that we are seeing things improve, especially yes. with the birth of like TikTok, Instagram, you know, you name it. Yeah. Do you do you girls think that different generations will see this in a different light? You know, I feel
1: like for the Gen Zs, right, they find it cool <laughs> that they support yeah, this. Right. Actually, I have not met any Gen Zs that are... Uh, homophobic. Yeah, but then it, I guess mean, they're a lot
0: more chill, you know. Yeah, they're more yeah. chill.
1: In fact a lot of them like, you know, they have like they, they are very well versed with like pronouns and, and, mm. and stuff like that, mm. which I think is very interesting. It must be because like we are able to to get access to all these like um you know visibility and all Correct. that stuff. Yeah.
0: Right now for example, mm-hmm. um how easy is it for you to sort of just walk out there, hold hands, you know, be intimate or mm. do you still stop yourself?
1: I still stop myself. You still stop
0: huh? off
2: I'm so surprised. I know, right? I thought you would just go out there. You no, know, based on the content you're making, I thought you would be like very um, apparent or like very no, transparent but I think about this. Behind a
1: screen is one thing, yeah. and
0: then when you're out there, yeah. I think you feel a little bit more. I
1: feel very perceived. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. It was not that bad last. Oh no way! I actually don't know how to. Okay, well before TikTok it was quite comfortable because like I, I i mean i didn't really feel like i'm being watched but then mm-hmm. i guess after tiktok also, um, because I do get hate comments also on TikTok. Ah, I so, hate those TikTok comments. My goodness. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so so that and then also I think recently, um, because of the repeal of the three seven seven eight, um I mean as much as it is like a, a nice thing, um, there's also backlash, you know. People mm. are more like like, you know, enraged by it. Yeah. People are homophobic. Yeah. So then it makes me even more aware of like, okay, I don't know how these people feel about it. Mm -hmm. So you still feel like you're in a society where they're
0: not completely accepting of it, where you still sort of have to hold yourself back? Depending
2: on the situation, like where I am. Okay. Yeah. So say, for example, you and a date go on holiday to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Would that change things? Would you there to like hold her hand? I feel like
1: it would have been fine, yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: Because Mm -hmm. it's legal there. Correct. Because it's made legal, right? Mm, So you don't feel the judgement.
1: I guess in some ways also, like, the trauma that, you know, you experience from young, it doesn't really just leave you like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So...
2: Well, I also feel like, you know, this survey, another survey conducted by Today Youth Survey in 2021, just last year, Mm. found that young Singaporeans are less accepting of family members having same-sex relationships than they are of their, say, friends or colleagues. Mm. I feel like this is food for thought as well. Mm -hmm. Today, Mm. if your family member, say for example, my sister told me that she likes girls, would I be able to accept that.
1: Right. Mm.
2: I feel like my answer is yes mm. because only because I'm in this industry and I'm constantly exposed mm. to right. you know uh, my colleagues or my friends mm. who like people of the same sex mm. but I can't say the same for any person out there on the streets. Correct. Mm.
0: I think for me as well because I started very young as well, right? So I always say that I was literally raised by gays. (laughs) I was raised by gays. I have 80% of them around me. So it's something very, very normal for me. I don't bend. an eyelid in it. It's completely normal. But I do understand that for other people, it may not be the same. It Mm. may be something that they've always been told from young that it's either black or white. Mm. And you know, having to learn later on in life that it's not black and white. that It's like many, many, many shades of grey. I think that may be a little bit hard to accept, right? Mm.
2: But well, I feel like the repealing of 377A is already a baby step forward.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know, let's keep it up. Mm. Um, but the next question I want to ask is, how do you think we can strike a balance between um, upkeeping the traditional values of marriage mm. and also welcoming same-sex marriage with open arms? Mm. Mm-hmm. Though I feel like maybe we're still... Uh, we're far from Yeah, that. yeah I think far a bit of a yeah. distance from that. Yeah. But you know, just just to bring this up to the floor,
1: I feel like a lot of the attitudes to it is, is because like the people who are against it actually may not n- may not actually have friends who are like that, right. Right. so they don't understand like you know they just see it as like what somebody like a leadership figure is telling them like these people are like obsessed with sex you know that kind mm. of stuff, but they may not have actually met people who are who are like LGBTQIA. Correct, correct. I don't know. It somehow feels like sometimes they're also worried that... Like, worried about meeting people like that in case somebody turns gay. I don't know. Like, mm. ah? Mm. Y- you know? Mm. Like, they're scared they get tainted or something. Yeah. But it's like, if you're born straight, why are you so yeah. scared about it? Then you would be gay? straight. Ma. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So so for you personally, right? Um, how do you... or what what would you like people to do more of or do more less of mm.
1: hmm. i think it would be nice like if people sort of uh, read up a little bit more uh. about it things like that. Because I remember when like the three seven seven A got repealed, um, there was also like you said, mixed reactions. There's on one hand, like people who are very happy that like, you know, our pioneers have fought and mm. managed to bring forth this change. But there are also there are also people who are like, hey, let's not forget that that there's more things to do because there's still, you know, things like like visibility, like housing, like marriage equality, for example, that is is it's still a problem. And on top of that, also, like, the whole constitution, you know, like, protecting the definition of marriage mm. stuff that uh, was also brought up. So, I remember I did, like, a TikTok where it was just more of, like, putting putting all these different things into a very, very simple video where, like... Um, I think the caption was like, when, when they repealed 377A, but uh, ban marriage equality, mm. something like that. And then like, it just brought forth this whole like, wave of like, homophobic comments <laughs> onto my TikTok video. And then I had people who were saying very triggering things, you know, like, um, you know, uh, where people give you one room, you ask for one whole kampong. <laughs> you know that kind of thing and then they'll be like oh uh, do this also c- cannot do that also cannot like what y'all want you know that kind of thing but I feel like all these people they don't actually know what's going on because mm-hmm. they don't know like that like we're not being rep- represented in the media we're, we're, we're going through all these like um, you no know, discrimination in forms that they will never have to endure mm-hmm. so I don't know I just feel like maybe they should educate themselves rather than um assume that it's like inconvenient for them you know like they don't have to go through all this shit so yeah
2: i think the education part is like so important and more importantly i think it starts from us Mm. like we can start educating the older generation that you know this is happening the the the, the law is repealed and it's fine Mm -mm. you know don't don't have to be against it Mm. but i also feel like we can also educate the generation after us to not Correct. be afraid of such things.
0: Correct. But mm. I think that's where the fear in parents comes in. Mm. Because they feel or maybe they fear that with education, with opening of that doors, they may knowingly or unknowingly allow that child to believe that that door is available. Right. And that's why I think people are not doing that.
2: Mm. But if you are someone who is okay, tolerating or accepting of this, mm. why would you be afraid that your child would end up liking someone of the
1: same sex. I think it probably has to do with what they think Mm. liking someone of the same sex Mm. entails. Mm. And I think that belief may not be accurate. A lot of them see it as like a sexual behaviour more than these people Uh. being people. I think that was the thing for me, it was like, oh, this lifestyle is, is dirty and all that. But they don't actually see, you know, the, the learning of sacrifice and like learning how to love someone unconditionally, learning how to better yourself because, you know, you love someone so much. Like, they don't see all of that. All they see is just like, oh, sodomy, you know? Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, let's bring in another figure into this equation. Okay. Our teachers hmm. in the classrooms, do you hmm. think they would make a big
1: impact if they spoke about this in lessons? Definitely, I, I do think that teachers make an impact because they are like adults, right? Correct. You know, they are the ones who are like, oh, because they see. Like so many, so many things that my teachers have mentioned in passing actually like stuck with me until now. I had one teacher who was just like, oh, uh, shampoo don't need to use so much, just like like that can already. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. it's very trivial, but it's like right. it just shows like you know how certain things that you say mindlessly can actually stick to a child. Yes. Yeah, mm. for a long time. But I think when you <laughs> talk about teachers, it's a very touchy thing because
0: you know teachers answer to people as well. Wow. And yes. The number Teach- of emails they receive oh from parents and the phone God. calls. Can you imagine? Yeah. Because I think. Even if they wanted to educate this in the classroom, I think they're very afraid of... The backlash. Yes. Yes.
2: Mm, That's true. So thankfully, you know, Netflix is here. We have Disney+. Plus. We have so many platforms where some of the crowd favourites, for example, Brooklyn Mm Nine-Nine, Modern Mm -hmm. Family, they touch on like topics like this. And that helps to make it a bit more acceptable. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: So my next question to Jean. Do you have any LGBTQ role models
1: growing up? I don't have, leh.
0: Oh! She's the one (laughs) too many now, (laughs) leh.
1: Yeah. She's the role model. But it's because I didn't have any that I wanted to be somebody to someone, you know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's so little role models back then and... I look at how things are now as compared to back then. Sometimes I'm just like, wow, life would have been so much easier for me if I had known just simply that I was not alone in this. Right, Right, and I feel like you're communicating this very fact to many people out there on your TikTok Mm. platforms and stuff. I mean, I would hope so. Like, mm -hmm. beyond all the nonsense. You know, just the fact that somebody like like this exists.
2: I mean, yes, entertainment aside, do you feel like you are constantly pressurised to portray your community in a positive light?
1: I mean, we have media laws here that do not allow Mm. portrayal of, of like, homosexuality or, like, Mm. alternative lifestyles, right? So then, even if there were, like, most of them are not portrayed nicely. I remember there was this one time I I read an article about um some some guy, like, killed some other guy or something, and then they added in this little detail about how this guy was his lover. Right. So I was just like, wait, why... How Why now you want to say that, you know, yeah. that kind of thing? So I just felt like, okay, I kind of want, yeah, I do want people to, to sort of see that it is not, it is not like, like we're not villains. Mm. Yeah. In fact, like, I, I wouldn't say I want it to be like, you know, positive in the sense like propaganda, that kind of situation. Yeah. But I kind of want to portray like realness. Mm. Just the fact that we are human. Mm, yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know, aside from like relationships, for example, you know, just being out in public or anything like that, when it comes to the workplace, when it comes to, you know, more real life things, everyday things, do you think that? you're being put at a disadvantage or that you have
1: to overcompensate mm. just so to, you know, sort of prove yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the industry that I am in, like, because, I mean, even as a stunt actor, there are not a lot of, like, female stunt actors. Mm. Uh, But I also belong to a group where they are pretty much okay and very accepting. So I don't feel the need to, you know, like, have to prove myself. Mm. But I do sort of feel a little bit of, um, I don't know whether it's, like, sort of like self-imposed fear but sometimes being like a a fitness coach uh, for like for people sometimes like I would be a bit hesitant because I don't know whether this person is accepting or not accepting Mm -hmm. and all that stuff which are things that people who are straight don't usually have to think about you know like they don't have to think about whether or not their private life or who they love is going to be a problem Mm -hmm. for a client Mm -hmm. yeah so I guess in that sense it's it's a bit unfortunate because you know sometimes if I, I hear that like oh this person belongs to this church which I I know is known to be homophobic I would wonder you know like Mm. what do they really think about me yeah
2: okay but I think you were right some of this fear is self-imposed so Mm. maybe if you can step out of that for a bit you you would be able to see things in a clearer light
1: yeah but I also
0: think you know a lot of it came from experiences and that's why Mm -hmm. because it's happened before so you know the (laughs) next
1: time you step into it you're a bit more fearful of it you sort of hold Mm -hmm. back a little bit right I guess it's the extra step of having to even like, whoa, is mm. this, you know, like, is this uh, something that is from my past or is this the actual person? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so one last question for the floor.
2: Mm. Moving forward, how do you think allies can provide support for the LGBTQ community? Hmm. I feel like what Jean mentioned about like reading up is very important. Mm. So for me, I feel like if you have any comments to make and they are not positive, maybe just keep them to yourself. And
0: this applies to everything. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not
1: just
2: about the, the yeah. gays. <laughs> yeah. And moving
0: forward, right, you know, especially for the younger generation or things like that, not to say that we're trying to make big changes in Singapore because I think, you know, we're very, very far from that and that's like a far cry, right? But just moving forward, for example, young parents these days who are trying to educate their kids or anything like that, what do you think are little steps that we can take um, that is not, too far left that it's scary for people to accept Mm. but still something that they can do to support to be an ally but maybe still within their moral
1: compass Mm. I feel like queer people sometimes like there's not as much bandwidth at least for myself like i don't really have the mental capacity to sit here and like tell like a homophobe like why right. you know all these things so my friend that i recently met up um, told me about she, she told me about how she had this situation where she was dealing with a client and um this client just mentioned something about the whole 377a thing so then she was like oh okay like what, what do you think about it and he is actually like a Staunch Catholic, right? Okay. So he was just talking about how, like, oh, he doesn't, like, he he doesn't know how to feel about it, and and he feels like, uh, worried, you know, and all that stuff. But the I think the good thing about the scenario is that she is a straight ally in the sense that she's not too emotionally invested, you know, it's not I too see. personal. Mm. And he was also willing to listen. So mm. then they had like a conversation where she's just like, oh, but can you imagine if? this and that, this and that. And I think because of the fact that she's straight, mm. like, he was more able to, you know, stomach what she had to say. Right. As compared to... As compared to, like, a gay person having the same conversation, he could have been like, yeah, you're saying this because you're gay. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then to have someone who's straight tell you, like, hey, but... Don't you think that this, you know, Mm. it's, I guess it hits different. Mm.
0: Yeah. Actually, I just want to share a story. Um, So basically, a close friend of mine who was like flaming queen gay. Mm. um, He recently got married to a girl. Mm. And I think it was a very painful time for everybody because um, it was his mother's dying wish. (gasps) And I think... Weeks and days leading up to it, he just didn't know what to do. Like, I want to do this, but I can't do this at the same time. And I honestly was very, very upset. Yeah. I mean... It was the wedding that I cried the most at. I was crying and crying and crying. And I don't know why. I have
2: a question. Why did the bride agree to marry for the man? Okay, this sounds another story altogether. I also don't understand to be honest. Okay, but um, is it true love between the both of them or is it? True love? No.
0: So they. So basically, right, like a long time ago when they met, um, she was interested in him and he came out right away and said, "Look, I'm gay. I'm not interested." Okay. And um, she stuck around. She stuck around. She decided to go to the family route and like befriend the family. Okay. Yeah, I don't really get that bit. But on that day of the wedding when I was there, and I know it's a terrible thing to say, but when I saw his mother, I actually
2: felt a little resentful. Mm. Okay. Mm. Did you say anything? No, I didn't, of course. (laughs) Very good. Very good. (laughs) Phew. Remember what we mentioned about in this podcast? If they have nice thing to say,
0: don't say it. <laughs> Yes. Sure. Good that you as well. I didn't say anything. Okay. Yes. But I honestly felt something. Because mm. I felt like I know they're from that generation, you know. Yeah.
1: But I know. how can you ask of this from your child? It mm. is I that's the thing. Like one of the things that I really don't understand is is how parents, like how how could you you know, value your own opinion way more than your own child's happiness. That's something that I don't understand. Oh, very interesting story. It is very interesting. And I'm
2: sure that there's many listeners listening to this episode of Harsh Podcast just like you a decade ago. Um, They like people of the same sex, but they don't dare to come out and talk to people about it. Do you have any words of advice Mm. for these people?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, just understand that like, you're not alone. There are a lot of people who are out there and like, I guess... The silver lining is like, you know, eventually as, as you go out there, you meet more new people, you'll find that there is a bunch of people that you can call family. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just touching on that as well, right, to wrap it up, you know, sometimes it's not a switch, right? It's not like, oh, I'm here today, I'm here tomorrow. Sometimes people go through a phase where they're bi-curious. Mm. How do you think they can navigate that, especially at a younger
1: age? I feel like sometimes there's a rush to put a label to things, mm. and sometimes that does more harm than good. So mm. I guess in some ways, like, you know, we're all human, and there's no, like, black or white, so, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a big, like, oh, I I am like this, or right. I am like that, like, give yourself time to just figure it out slowly, and... And yeah, like, don't rush into things. You know, I feel like there was a phase in my life where I thought I
2: liked girls as mm-hmm. well. So I did exactly what you said. Um, I tried to, you know, see what my feelings are like for this girl. And at the same time, hmm. I also had a crush on this guy. Right. And then I just started to monitor my own feelings. Right. And I realised that as time passed, the, 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 the sort of, like, crush for the guy remained. But... The, the sort of feelings I have for the girl mm. were like wavering and that's mm. how I knew you know like yeah. eh, where am I like, leaning to Yeah. So right. yeah. Right. maybe this can be a quick tip for people who are listening to Hush Podcast alright with that thank you so much Jean I feel like I learned so much from this episode yeah. thank you I love
0: this conversation Bye. that we have thank Yay. you so much
2: for being with us don't forget to listen to us and me listen Apple Podcasts Spotify mm-hmm. and turn on your push notifications so you will be notified whenever we have a new episode also follow us on Instagram at isclarity.co Drop us a DM anytime and we'll be so happy to read your messages. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Hazel. I'm Azira. And I'm Gene Seizure. Yeah. Yay! See you on the next episode of Clarities.
1: Bye.